0: fellow explorers, welcome to Siren Soapbox. We are on a mission to explore and this week we're exploring a brand new idea for a book club. The idea came to us when we read the book This Book Belongs To by Nick Levy. That was a book about a girl who created an adventure for herself based on some handwritten notes that she found in a travel guide. And uh, after we read that book, TC was like, you guys, wouldn't it be fun if
1: wouldn't it be fun if we all got a book and in the cover of the book we wrote down why we got that book why we chose it and then we made notes in the margins as we read the book and then we passed it along to each of us and we all chose a different ink color so that we could read each other's thoughts as we read the book
0: yeah i'm really excited about this i was telling brian uh, about this my friend and friend of the podcast and he said do you think that it's going to start to get distracting having all of those notes written in the margin? Like, do you think the fourth person is going to have a really hard time reading reading the book? I <laughs> think he he
2: well, may have, he may have a point, but I think it'll be fun. Same.
1: It will totally be fun, but um, I have found that I have a hard time remembering to take a break and write in the book. Like, I'm getting oh. so into it that I'm going to have to go back and do some extra writing.
0: So I know we'll talk about our books here in a second, but um, TC, you got super excited about yours. <laughs> I just started plowing through it. When you sat down to, to read it, did you grab your orange pen or no?
1: Maybe.
0: So I'm just asking <laughs> because... If maybe if it, if it's not in hand, maybe that it is going to be a little harder to remember to make the notes.
1: It's a really good point. And so I'm going to take my orange pen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm going to hang it on my book right there. Yeah. So
0: that's what I've been doing. I've been carrying my pen around on my book. Yeah. But also
2: if you're reading along and you're just reading and there's nothing that has sprung to mind that you want to point out or comment on, there doesn't have to be something on every page. True.
1: Every page, sorry. Every <laughs> page. Don't tell
0: her
3: that. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm going to have to go back a couple pages. I a mean, mine probably only has like, I don't know, a handful of of notes because I kept forgetting to bring the pen in with me but then I would think of something and like, oh, I want to comment on that. And so then I had to go back through and try to find what it was that I wanted to comment on and write the comment. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it definitely going to be better if you remember to keep your pen with you.
0: Yeah.
1: So should we take turns talking about the books we chose and why we chose them a little bit and our experience so far?
0: Yes. I'm so excited. Can I go first? Yes. yes. okay so i love true crime and i love true crime podcasts i listen to them all the time at work I, i actually even sometimes will listen to them when i'm doing work that requires me to pay attention and then i don't really listen to the podcast as much but i just love having it on and i found a podcast called morbid a couple months ago and it's a podcast about true crime, obviously. There's just like, these two girls. They're like, um, I think they're like aunt and niece biologically, but they refer to each other as sisters. They were raised in the same household and they just tell stories and they're fun and they're funny. And I they started their podcast back in 2015, Morbid, is the name of the podcast. I don't remember if I said that, but I started listening from the beginning And then I was like, man, it's eight years later. What are these girls up to? So I like fast forward it. And in the beginning, Elena, one of the hosts, it's Elena and Ash. Elena is always talking about when I finish this book, if I ever get around to writing, if I one day I'll write this book. And I was just, I don't know, I just skipped forward to a more recent episode. And there was a, she was promoting her book that she just wrote. So she did finish it. And it's called The Butcher and the Wren. And I was really excited to uh, buy this book and support her. That's cool. Yeah. Do you want me to read the back of it so you can get a little idea of what the book is about?
1: Do it. Sure.
0: Okay. The book is called The Butcher and the Wren by Elena Urquhart. I probably should have found out how to pronounce that before we record it, but... Lurking in the Louisiana bayou, a methodical serial killer is hard at work completing his most harrowing crime yet, but forensic pathologist Dr. Ren Muller is the best there is. Armed with an encyclopedic knowledge of historical crimes and years of experience working in the medical examiner's office, she's never encountered a case she couldn't solve until now. Case after case is piling up on Wren's examination table, and soon she is sucked into an all-consuming competition with a brutal murderer getting more brazen by the day. An addictive read with straight-from-the-morgue details only an autopsy technician could provide. The butcher and the Wren promises to ensnare all who enter. So, uh, fun fact about Elena. She is, I don't know if she still is, but she at least was when she started the podcast. A um, an autopsy technician. So there you
2: go. Pretty exciting. That's kind of neat to see Something. the progression in her career like that. Yeah, yeah, that's I should, really cool. Probably got some
0: good ideas for a story. I'm sure. I am <laughs> sure. So I am definitely going to send her an email to see if she wants to be interviewed about her book.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: We'll okay. see. We'll see if she says yes. Sarah, what book did you pick? So I find that I just don't read as much as I used to um, for one reason or another. I guess when I get home, I'm busy. And so I, I, I start watching a show as I'm doing something. And so then I never just settle down and read. So it was kind of difficult to figure out what I wanted to read. But then I decided I wanted something that I knew I was going to enjoy. So I didn't actually pick something that I've never encountered before. I picked... The All Creatures Great and Small by James Harriet book. This is actually one in, I think, five books. There's All Creatures Great and Small, All Things Bright and Beautiful, All Things Wise and Wonderful, The Lord God Made Them All, and also Every Living Thing. And anyway, James Harriet, who is the author of the book, is actually the main character in the book as well. And he is a countryside veterinarian in in england and it's back in the uh 1930s is when it starts and it just sort of goes through and describes the beginning of his practice and what it was like being a countryside vet in the uh in in Darby in england and you know it's it's not like a veterinary, veterinary care now you know he's out off there in the um countryside and cold farms and driving around in an old car with old equipment, and it's just a really neat story, not just about, and it's, a, it's basically a lot of stories. It is the story of his life as, a vet, as, as you know, living in, in Derby and being a vet there, but it's also little stories about the different animals that he took care of and the farmers that owned those animals and all the different stories that, that he has to tell about what happened. So even if you don't finish the book, it's okay, because there are still a bunch of really cool stories. And I say that because there are 433 pages, which doesn't seem too daunting, but the print is a little small, as I'm showing you here. Uh, I cannot read this without (laughs) my glasses. But anyway... um, one of the things that I'm enjoying about this is that, uh, and you know, we obviously we'll talk about it more when we talk way in the future when we pass these books around and everyone's had a chance to read them all. Um, it's sort of like going back to my childhood a little bit because I, um, this was also a series on PBS, and I watched every single episode multiple times. So reading this is a little bit like going home, so it's kind of cool. Hmm. That is cool. <laughs> And I suppose I could have just read the back of this.
0: Well, I want you to do both. I want to hear what you have to say about it and read the back of it.
2: All right, well, let me read the back and see how far off I was. Um, All right. For over 40 years, generations of readers have thrilled to Harriet's marvelous tales, deep love of life, and extraordinary storytelling abilities. For decades, Harriet roamed the remote, beautiful Yorkshire Dales, treating every patient that came his way and observing animals and humans alike with his keen, loving eye. In All Creatures Great and Small, we meet the young Harriet as he takes up his calling and discovers that the realities of veterinary practice are very different from the sterile setting of veterinary school. Some visits are heart-wrenchingly difficult, such as one to an old man in a village whose very ill dog is his only friend and companion. Some are lighthearted and fun, such as Harriet's periodic visits to the overfed and pampered Pekingese tricky woo. Tricky Woo features a lot, by the way. And yet others are inspirational and enlightening, such as Harriet's recollections of poor farmers who will scrape their meager earnings together to be able to get proper care for their working animals. From seeing his patients in the depths of winter on the remotest homesteads to dealing with uncooperative owners and critically ill animals, Harriet discovers the wondrous variety and never-ending challenges of veterinary practice. Very cool. Yeah.
0: That is really cool. I'm excited to read it.
2: Yeah, it's really neat. Some of my comments are a little goofy because, um, well, I'm goofy, but um, it's, it's been fun so far. <clears throat> what I have found is that, as I said, I don't read very much these days and uh, actually sitting down and doing it is going to be my biggest uh, roadblock, I think. And um,
0: yeah, I think I'm going to I think I'm in that same boat, Sarah, I when I do read, it's on my Kindle. So I, you know, I always have my phone with me. That's easy. Or I'm listening to an audio book. And so to, to carry around a physical book is going to be a change for me.
2: What I did today, though, to get started was uh, I went and decided to take myself to dinner. And I sat there and I had a glass of wine and ate some dinner and read for quite a while and wrote in the margins and I had a really good time like I I sent you guys a picture of me doing that it's sort of like a little artist state and uh, I think that's how I'm going to have to approach this and I think I'll ultimately really enjoy doing that it'll be a, sort of um, a, a, a what is that what what's the word I'm looking for um, when, when it's two things at the same time because not only will I be doing this but I will also be doing some artist date is it, work.
0: is it killing two birds with one stone
2: kind of kind of
0: but multitasking
2: sort of sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah. something <laughs> along those lines cool.
1: just it almost makes me wish that we had um decided to like wh- whatever page when you start reading just write what you're doing you know i'm sitting in this room i'm having this drink and this is what's happening around me that would be fun, too.
0: Yeah, right. well, Sara and I can do that. Um, Tracy, you're going to start back at the beginning?
1: Well, actually, I re- I read the majority of my book all in one sitting. So it would be very easy for me to go oh. back to the beginning and say where I was sitting and what I was doing and why. That's so very maybe true. I will. So I'll go next. I chose this book called... I will always write back and um, I chose this book because I was in a situation where I couldn't leave my house. I was with my dog who just had surgery and I wasn't willing to leave and run to the bookstore and Amazon deliveries have been about a month behind. So I, I didn't feel like Amazon was something I could rely on. And I didn't want to leave my house because My dog had just had surgery and so it it reminded me that i probably have a hundred books in the other room that i haven't read so (laughs) i went in the other room and i started looking and i saw this one i will always write back and it it jumped out at me and that's why i chose this book here's the back of it the true story of an all-american girl and a boy from Zimbabwe and the letter that changed both of their lives forever. It started as an assignment. Everyone in Caitlin's class wrote to an unknown student in a distant place. Martin was lucky to even receive a pen pal letter. There were only 10 letters and 50 kids in his class, but he was the top student, so he got the first one. That letter was the beginning of a correspondence that spanned six years and changed two lives. In this compelling memoir with an updated epilogue for this edition, Caitlin and Martin recount how they became best friends and better people through their long distance exchange.
0: So, is this a true oh. story?
1: It's a true oh. story. And oh, that's exciting. And it's written. And it's really good. It's written in like journal style. And so each chapter either has his name or her name at the top and it's written from their perspective and so um there there are three authors of this book and two of them are caitlin and martin and then liz welch is a third person who helped them write the book and uh, yeah it's really good and so
0: it looks super thick it is,
1: it is it's long and so i almost didn't choose it and it also has pictures oh cool Yeah. And and so um, I sat down on Saturday and I thought, well, I want to write I want to read just enough to be able to talk about the book for this episode. And now I'm 40 pages from the end. Like I've read (laughs) the majority of the book and um, it's a really easy read because it's written from the perspective of a 13, 14 year old kid throughout most of the book. They grow up, it spans a couple years and, um, it's really good. So it also made me curious what happened with Martin Ganda, Ganda, G-A-N-D-A. He's, um, one of the pen pals and he is now the president, co-founder of a place called the new Africa foundation. And, um, that company helps kids the way that she helped him
0: oh, that's cool
1: it's really cool. cool
0: yeah I can't wait to read that so how lucky really is good. it how lucky is it that you were like oh this cover looks cool and it ended up being like a really amazing book that you couldn't put down
1: I know <laughs> I'm so glad I'm so glad
0: way to manifest that in your life yeah.
1: <laughs> It's a national bestseller. So, uh, that had something to do with me picking it Oh yeah. and, um, I don't know where I got it or why it's on my bookshelf, but it's on my bookshelf
3: (laughs) and I can't wait to share it. And you were pretty much forced to stay home. So you had to read it and at least it was entertaining and you wanted to read it.
1: That's right. Yeah. So Dino went out, we were supposed to do a walk. Um, that's a fundraiser, and we sign up every year to do this walk together, and I was really looking forward to it. It was scheduled for last Saturday, and we had we were supposed to have a hurricane on Saturday, so everything got canceled or postponed, so the walk was this past Saturday instead, and he had to walk it without me while I sat home and read about Caitlin and Martin.
0: But Dean was so sad that he had to do that without you.
1: It was, I was too. It's fascinating to read about the differences in their experience as to 13, 14 year old kids, the same age, the same time, but but so far apart and their life experiences were vastly different. Can I just talk about one part? For
0: sure. Yeah.
1: So in one part of the book, you know, she's a girl living in Pennsylvania, and um, she she goes out with her friends and she takes a picture and she prints the picture and she puts it in her uh, in her letter to him. She's like, hey, here's a picture of me. Send me a picture. Well, he's got no way to take a picture Mm -hmm. for him to get a picture. He has to hire a photographer who would come out to his home and they take like two pictures and you have to pay for those two pictures, regardless of how they look. And it's a really big deal for him to get a photo of himself. And so for her, it's nothing. It's like, Hey, I took 50 pictures and printed one of them up for you is nothing. Right. And she had, she had no idea or understanding that from his perspective, it was almost impossible, extremely expensive, and his family had no money. It was just really interesting to read the differences in their life experiences and how they navigated them at the age of 14. So I just
0: listened to a TED Talk um, for a class that I'm taking. It, the the talk is called The Danger of a Single Story. And the woman who um, gave the TED Talk, her name is... She's a Nigerian writer and her name is Shimanda Adichie. And she has a sort of, well, her experience growing up um, in in Africa was different than what it sounds like Martin's was. But when she came to America and she was going to to university here, people had made some uh, assumptions about her because of her accent and because of where she came from. And it just sort of reminds me of that when you say, you know, she just didn't understand that for him to get a picture is a really big deal. I think it's, it's just fascinating to learn about other people's experiences and, and what an important lesson for her to learn at such a young age. That's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She talks about that in the book about how fortunate she was to learn this whole different perspective And it also put her own issues in life, uh, in perspective for her. So that's, that's a lot of what he offered her and she had a a babysitting job and it just, even like they talked about the exchange rate between the Zimbabwe dollars and the American dollars and how much a single dollar meant uh, a single us dollar, how much that was worth where he lived and it's, it's just, cra- it was crazy to even think about it.
0: Yeah. I bet so. that they put them in completely different worlds financially. It would be like, yeah, I don't know, just completely different worlds And they probably ha- would have had a very hard time understanding each other had they not been friends.
1: Well, he had to pay to go to school. They don't have, they, where he lived at this time, which wasn't that long ago, it's not like they had compulsory education like they do in the U S it was, uh, it, it was a a privilege and a benefit to get to go to school and they have, they had to pay and, um, $20 paid for a third of his school year. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: I
2: know.
0: know so the class i'm taking maybe it
1: was a maybe it was a semester maybe it was half anyway 20 bucks made all the difference
0: well even if it's a semester i mean that's 80 dollars for an entire year's worth of education
1: well no semesters there are two semesters in a oh, year
0: so 40. It's, it seems yeah. like it's so achievable for for me i know that maybe not be everyone's experience in the u.s either but i think mostly it probably is we could find a way to scrounge up forty bucks to go to school, you know.
3: So right. Jess, what are you reading? Well, I read because <laughs> I'm done.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you're in the same boat as
3: TC, huh? Maidens of the cave. So um I will read the back of the book and then I will tell you why I picked it. Okay. So it says forensics and Forensic anthropologist, Christine Prusk has a knack for solving the most unusual cases and for bending the rules in the process. When the bodies of young women start appearing in the caves of Indiana and Illinois, Christine immediately jumps into action. But her Chicago field office is undergoing a reorganization and the boys club at the top seems more interested in getting all the paperwork in order than solving the murders. Christine isn't going to let a little red tape stop her. And when she discovers that all the bodies have the same mysterious pin-sized bruise on the back of their necks, she realizes she'll have to confront her own inner demons to find the killer.
0: We have two so, serial killer books, girls. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Murder mystery. <laughs> so I picked this book because... Um, I'm in the same boat with TC where uh, I don't trust Amazon to get me one in a timely manner. And so I just went over to target one day on my lunch and I was looking through the book section, which was highly picked over mm. and figured I would just kind of read some covers until I found one. But the majority of them were like self-help books <laughs> and um Then a bunch of them were, like, romance novels. And I am definitely not above a trashy romance novel. But I figured it would be, like, just, I don't know, too easy of a read. Like, just, you know, to detach my head and be done with it. And I wanted one that had probably a little more substance to it. (laughs) And um, so then I read this one. And just reading that it's like a, you know, it's a woman and she's fighting the the men in power. I was like, oh, well, that could be fun. And so, yeah, it was super enjoyable. And I last week read, I was trying to count the number of dog years because I didn't have a bookmark. So I dog-eared pages because I'm pretty sure I read it all in like five or six steps. Like... (laughs) I would just read through a a big chunk of it every night. Um, last week at work, we had uh, flu shots. They the local pharmacy came in and was doing flu shots in the office, and so I had a flu shot, and then was feeling kind of blip because of that. So I laid in bed that night and read from like the time I got home from work until like 11 which is way past my bedtime (laughs) and then uh the next day they sent us an email and they were like oh hey at this other office we're actually doing COVID boosters too and I was just like well I still feel shitty from the flu shot why not add to it (laughs) so I went and got a COVID booster and then felt shitty for another couple days so uh yeah I spent basically every evening last week reading
0: well I'm glad you picked a book that um kept you entertained while you were feeling all blah
3: Yeah, it worked out well for me.
0: (laughs) So did you take notes while you read the whole book?
3: I kept forgetting to bring a pen with me, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier. Um, So I did um, make some notes while I was reading because I read on my lunches at work, too. And then uh, I would the next morning go through and while it was still fresh in my mind, uh, go through and make notes about what I read the night before when I was like "Ooh, I want to comment on that I want to comment on that And I'm not gonna lie probably like three or four comments are this person's the killer and then like a couple <laughs> chapters later oh no maybe it's this person and then a couple <laughs> chapters later like no it's definitely this person
0: <laughs> so I'll try not to read notes if I don't want any spoilers so this is well, not a
3: I, a- I was wrong in most of my comments so
0: oh well good <laughs> this is one of my very first notes
3: uh, slide it to the left
0: it looks backwards oh to me but it, it just says weird.
3: it's not backwards to us okay good <laughs>
0: it says what the fuck have I gotten us into
3: I love it even more that it's in red <laughs> I know it's just like <laughs> warning <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I did read, um, I think I read the whole first chapter. Um, But this is a, I think this is going to be a really good book. I'm really excited about about mine too.
2: My favorite comment on mine so far is the one right here. I don't know if you can read it. It's referencing this spot right here. And it says that that's a Dewey's stain. I love it. (laughs)
1: That's so funny because I, I was eating while I was reading mine. And I was like, well, if I drop something, I'll just circle that and tell them what it is. <laughs>
0: it was. I read my chapter and made my notes while I was eating Skyline.
2: <laughs> well, you'll be able to see how many different restaurants. Maybe, maybe we'll have another episode um, just on which restaurants did Sarah read her book in. <laughs> I love this.
3: I like the, the picture you sent us earlier, Sarah, where you were just like, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, oh, dear. Are we going to be in trouble in yours, too? Maybe. <laughs> maybe.
0: Maybe. I'm excited about all the books we picked.
1: Yeah, me too. I think maybe this should be a yearly tradition.
0: Oh, I love it. I love that idea. Um. So Tracy... And Jess, you guys are just about ready to exchange books with each other, aren't you? Yeah,
3: Yeah, I was actually just thinking, TC and I could go ahead and trade when she finishes hers. That way we can get started.
1: I like
0: it. Yeah, I think that that's, I think it probably feels like we should just exchange as Books come available. We shouldn't have like a schedule. I don't think. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Yeah, I mean, my goal, obviously, what do we say? Two weeks between books, so that's the goal.
2: Uh, a lot of sand Ooh. in my book from Cancun, and probably some uh, guacamole spots and tequila and margarita spots. I like I'll, it. Tell you, I'll tell you what they all are. I'll circle like that. That's I
1: Mur, can you do it? Can you finish the book in two weeks?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might have lots of time on a bus, so I can't read while I'm driving my car. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have to ride a bus, I may have lots of free time.
1: <laughs> so I just started playing a game and that's cut into my reading time. Unlike what Sara said, I read a lot. I read every single day. Like Mur said, I typically read on my Kindle app. And you can highlight and take notes on the Kindle app as well. So we could do this via the Kindle app and we all just, well, no, because you can't
0: share You can't share like your own copy. I don't think.
1: I don't think so either. I wonder. Anyway. um, So I just started playing this game on my phone and it's cutting into my reading time. And so that, uh, Like I was on a 200 and some day streak of reading because Kindle app tracks that for you. And I, I just broke it between the phone and a book that's made out of actual paper. uh, (laughs) My Kindle app thinks that I quit reading.
0: So it's funny you should say that because I too have a game on my phone that sucks up a lot of my time. It's called Toon Blast, and I have been playing this game for like four years. I belong to a little team. We chat with each other. We encourage each other. It's just a fun little community, and I do play it um, often, and I think Sara and I both said this on the pre-dive episode. I'm just going to have to change how I spend my time. Time, and that's what I—that's what I'm talking about. I'm just going to spend less time blasting tunes and more time reading a book. But that's fine.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I don't I recommend hate. doing it by um, getting a flu shot and a COVID booster back to back.
0: I mean, I could see that though. That's a that's a good way to spend those days. <laughs> I'll be on an airplane because
2: for a few hours.
1: Sometimes it's kind of nice to be forced to relax. Yeah. Agreed. So my game my game also has a social component. The game I've been playing is called Sunshine Island. Today I looked it up because I was curious, or maybe it was last night. And it just came out in January of this year. Oh really? And uh yeah, and we have like a little guild and we do um challenges against other guilds together and you can you can chitty chat with your guild members and it's just nice. I like it. I'm, I'm populating islands. I love that. I love that. That sounds fun.
3: <laughs> the name of it sounds like something that you would do TC. <laughs> I
1: know.
0: So this is a little sidebar. What, what motivated you to download a game to your phone?
1: Um, I think it showed up on Facebook and it was called Sunshine Island. And it's these three beautiful islands in bright blue water. And I was like, huh, let me give that a shot. And it's kind of a nice escape. So hmm. I don't know. I'm enjoying it.
2: That's that's, that's what Township was for me. You remember when we were playing Township? It's like, you know, you've got this little village in your town. Mm-hmm. Then you end up putting stores and houses, and then you start making things, and then you have to start then you've got little competitions and contests and you start making bread and then you've got to make cookies with the whatever. And then you, and then next thing you know, (laughs) you're joining regattas and township regattas and you are constantly making something and you've got to go back to your phone and make something. And I had to quit that. Yeah. I
1: saw it's very similar. It's really similar to that game actually.
0: I did play township for one weekend and I ignored everything around me. And then I immediately uninstalled it from my phone before I went to work on Monday. (laughs) So uh, do you remember fishdom, Tracy? We played fishdom for a while and we had forgot
3: all about that.
0: Yeah, it was it was building your aquariums. (laughs) (laughs) Building and decorating your aquariums and acquiring new fish and new decorations and that sort of thing
2: how i started with township was because i started with fishdom
0: ah see ah actually sarah i think it was the same for me
2: too Mm -hmm. they say hey how you seem to be enjoying this why not try this Hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. i think that's by the same people that do homescapes which is what i've been playing
2: Yep, I did that one too. I did that one too. (laughs) Thankfully,
3: I run out of lives. So I have to wait for my lives to refill and it can't just absorb all of my time because I refuse to spend real world money on it. So
0: yeah, same. Mm -hmm.
3: That's what keeps me from being like just totally nonstop playing all the time because I run out of lives. It's like, okay, yes, this is good. I should return to the real world for a while.
0: Yeah, same. Yeah, I refuse. Yeah, that is money. one of
1: my rules that like you don't spend the real money on the game money. Um, what was the game that we used to play, Mer, that we totally got immersed in? Like, Ingress. Ran around the city till 3 a.m. Ingress. So Google, it was Google, right? Google came out with that game. It was mm-hmm. one of, it was somebody's 20%, their 20% game. They came out with this game called Ingress and you had to, the first the first getcha in that game is that you have to be invited to play yeah.
0: and then i was and, obsessed with getting an invite
1: yes yeah, so <laughs> he you know, got one because because we were huge google fans so it became like a thing that i better get an invitation to play this game and we used to run around till so you it was actually one of those um it's like uh what's the game where you capture the little creatures
0: pokemon Go. yeah it's like
1: it's it's like the pokemon game where you have to pokemon go where you where you hold your phone up and you can see things that are placed virtually in the real world so here it is like 3 a.m and we're on nku is that is that remember we were on a college campus yeah trying to take over oh my gosh
0: trying to take over someone's Stuff you had to join a faction. there was like the enlightened and the resistance, and um, I think we were members of the enlightened, yeah, we were over mm-hmm. at n k u s campus and then there was a post office like across the street from it where we were, and Lytle Park downtown and yeah. this was all in one night, and this was like a week night that we were doing this. This wasn't like out till three a m on a Saturday. it was like a Tuesday
3: Good idea <laughs> it's oh dark no thank I, you. Well.
1: Maybe we should quit. Um, you know, it's getting dark. And we looked at our, we looked at the actual time on our phones. And we're like, oh my God, it's 3 a.m. What are you we doing? <laughs> and we're running around downtown Cincinnati at 3 a.m.
0: You get a bunch of crazy people. That was a fun game. Actually, when I worked in West Virginia, when I, I had an apartment in West Virginia and I would go there half the week and then I'd come back to Cincinnati half the week. So while I was in West Virginia without any of my Cincinnati friends, And before I, I didn't really make friends in West Virginia. I wasn't there long enough, but I would play Ingress by myself in my neighborhood. And then I would just like wander into a bar or a restaurant or whatever. And it was, it was how I spent a lot of my time in West Virginia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We really got sucked into that game. That was fun though. It was. So the whole, and a big purpose of the game um, was to attract people to historical places Mm -hmm. and uh, like mon- monuments and things like that. And so it did, like it, it took us to all kinds of cool places, yeah. but we definitely forgot safety.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, because you're like out in the real world looking for things. And um, like Tracy said, three o'clock in the morning, downtown Cincinnati, it's not always the safest place to be It, it because of the time, like nothing good happens at 3 a.m., right?
2: No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, but yeah, I actually thought about downloading that game again recently,
3: but after you read your book,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Priorities.
1: (laughs) I'm going to stick to sunshine Island.
0: (laughs) I'm going to, I'm actually going to be sticking to uh, the butcher and the wren for a little while. Mm. So yeah, I'm excited to read this book.
1: So don't forget that you have to write inside the cover why, why you why you chose it, even though now we all know that.
0: Yeah, but we'll forget. Um, yeah. um, and plus what I, I did write in here, why I chose this book, oh. but I feel like what I said on the podcast went into a little more detail. So,
1: yeah. And then at the end, just write your overall thoughts about the book and we can all add to that and see if we all had
0: similar. I'm going to try to add my thoughts before I read everyone else's. So I'm not influenced.
1: Oh, that's (laughs) a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 So maybe we can do this each year around the holidays when we have extra time.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Plus, it'll be a way to keep us connected um, when we're not recording. Cause we, I'm sure we'll have things to say about the books we're reading. So, right. Yeah. All right. Well, sirens, I am super excited about this project. Thanks for, uh, thanks for playing along. I can't wait to get, well, will have to get through this book and then I'll get the next one, but <laughs> I'm excited about getting all of them. And thank you fellow explorers for spending your time with us. Check us out at www.sirensoapbox.com where you will find all things Siren Soapbox. You can find ways to support us. there. there, You'll find a link to our uh, Buy Me a Coffee page and our Patreon page. We have a lot of cool stuff on the Patreon right now. Um, If you are a Patreon subscriber, and I think you can subscribe for as little as, I think I said $2 last time, but I think it's actually three bucks a month which is less than I spent on my cup of coffee. Um, you can get some additional conversations that we have. You'll get the whole, you'll get the whole Mothman conversation that we had on the cryptid episode. And there's lots of like post-recording conversation that we have where we really have a ton of fun and um, the, the, it just keeps rolling. So I recommend becoming a subscriber, but if you don't want to become a subscriber of a monthly payment is not your thing, just share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it. And that way we can increase our listenership because that's a huge help too. All right. Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.